Welcome to Natural Wellness Tips Podcast, a weekly broadcast all about leading a healthy, happy, and wholehearted life. Hello, welcome back to the Natural Wellness Tips Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hudgens. I am really excited about the next three episodes because over the next three episodes, I am going to dive into the chakras. Uh, and I have I always get a lot of questions on this and people always want me to kind of dive deeper into it. I teach a lot of workshops on this. So I felt like it'd be really good to break it down over the next three episodes. And today what we're going to do is learn about like what are the chakras when your yoga teachers talk about them or you maybe heard about them from a healer or just heard them in passing. What are they? Where do they come from? What do they mean? Uh, how are they developed? And then over the next two episodes, we'll break down the seven chakras. So we're going to split that apart into two separate episodes because it is a lot of information. And I just want to make sure that you guys have a good understanding. On top of understanding it, I want you to be able to walk away from these next three episodes with some tangible tools that you can actually use in your life to be aware of your chakras, support and balance your chakras. Um, what, who can you speak to about them, right? So I want you to walk away with not just information, but tangible tools. So we're going to really break it down over the next three episodes, and I'm really excited for that. So before we dive in, if you do me a huge favor, when you are all done listening and you finish, just click to leave me a review and let me know what you think. I love to hear what my listeners think, and it really helps the podcast get out so more people can hear it and listen to what we're chatting about. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. I completely appreciate it. And let's just dive into the chakras. So we're going to begin our journey by learning what they are, right? What are chakras? You must know where you are to start. So learning to recognize the different chakras within yourself and others, it's going to help you transform the way in which you actually live in the world. But in order to recognize, to heal, and to balance the chakras, it's important to know exactly what you're studying. So we'll start with some history and kind of what where this, the texts and things came for the chakra system. So the Vedas were written in sometime between 2000 and 600 BC, and they depict the Aryans invading India on chariots. And the original word chakra is written in this text, meaning wheel, and it's referring to the wheels of the chariots that this group road. And the wheel is significant because it represents eternal cyclical nature of time. For instance, the sun whose path is also cyclical is the center of balance for our planet. In this way, the wheel or chakra is symbolic of celestial order and balance in our personal lives. So chakras are again mentioned in the yoga, yoga, uh, Upanishads, which were written around 600 AD, and the Yoga Sutras of Pantajali, which were written around 200 BC. In the 10th century, there was some texts written explaining the various meditation techniques relating to chakras. And the main true texts that you can go back to were written back in 1577 as well as in the 10th century. And these texts describe the seven chakras and practices relating to maintaining and restoring balance in these chakras. And then the author, Avalon, translated these texts into English, thankfully for us, in 1919 in his book, The Serpent Power. And this book was truly when chakras were introduced to the Western world. 
So what you'll see basically from all those big words and dates is that chakras and energy centers have been recognized for thousands of years. And it's really recent in the Western world that we are becoming aware of them and how impactful they are on our physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, how much power they have to influence our lives. With all of that being said, if you had come to me probably like five years ago and told me that your root chakra is out of balance and that's why your low back hurts and that's you know why you're having anxiety, I would have laughed at you for sure. Um, <laughs> because I wasn't a believer. I didn't understand. I didn't have this knowledge. I had to go through some some things in my personal life and have to work through them energetically, spiritually, emotionally, and physically in order to gain this understanding and, and gain this this knowledge that I that I have, this this compassion that I have for the chakra system. So I understand if you're sitting there and you're like, uh, this sounds a little crazy, but it's been around for thousands of years and we're just gonna kind of dive in and I'm always gonna come from more of the the logical side and the scientific side, just because that's how my brain works as a, a doctor of PT. But you know, we'll we'll get to all parts of it, and that's the fun thing. So, what are chakras? Uh, at the inner core of each of us, spin seven wheel-like energy centers that we call chakras. They're swirling intersections of vital life forces. Each chakra reflects an aspect of consciousness essential to our lives. And together, the seven chakras form a profound formula for wholeness that integrates the mind, the body, and the spirit. As a complete system, the chakras provide a powerful tool for both personal and planetary growth. So the lower six chakras, all chakras except the crown, have three major energy channels running through them called the Nandis. And the Shishumna is the main mostly efficient one for carrying energy as it runs straight up and down the spine. So it runs from the base of the spine to the crown of the head and the crown of the head down to the base of the spine. But with that being said, it's also the hardest to send energy through because you have to have energy flowing through all of the chakras in order to have that pathway open. So it's kind of this this crazy cycle of like, what's flowing and what's not, which will make more sense in a second, I promise. Then there's two Nandis, the Ida Nandi crisscrosses through the chakras, passing through the left nostril, and the Pingala Nandi also weaves a pattern through the chakras, passing through the right nostril. In a healthy, balanced being, the energy flows uninhibited through both of those chakras. And honestly, though, in most people... The chakras are blocked by some impurity or another, forcing the flow to solely flow through either Ida or Pangali and completely avoiding the center energy highway Shushumna. So when we have blocks, like I said, we're kind of, we're throwing off that whole balance. And, and I'm going to help you figure out over the next three episodes kind of how to figure out where your blocks are and what. And I'm going to give you some resources you could do to like take some home tests and things like, you know, like look at your chakras and also some resources of who you might want to talk to about the the chakra system. So that'll be really cool. But a a way to try this, and I mean, you can obviously say like, I just have a cold or my nostrils clogged or whatever, but a way to try this is take a deep breath. So we'll all breathe in through our nose and breathe out. 
take your finger and close off your left nostril and breathe through your right. Then do that for the left. So close your right, breathe through the left. And then see if one's more restricted than the other. In the world of chakras, that means that that nandi is specifically closed or restricted in some way. And there's some work that needs to be done through the chakras, right? So that's kind of a, an, a big thought. And it's not something that you really need to fully understand or grasp at this point. But I just want you to know like that is something that you can be aware of and you can start to work through and function through. And when you talk about this energy highway, there it's described usually in two different currents or two different pathways. So when we work from our chakras, from the base of our spine up, we're working through what's called the liberating current. So this helps you pull through like mind, body, and spirit. It helps you move forward towards freedom, expansion, abstraction, kind of this wholeness, right? And then the manifesting current is working from the top to the bottom. And this moves towards form, like density, like actual objects, boundaries, contraction, like individuality, real life, tangible things. Uh, And it pulls the soul, pulls of the soul and the body. So we can manifest down through our chakras and we can liberate up through our chakras, but the energy can flow in both directions is really what I want you to understand from that point. So both external situations and internal habits, such as tension that frequently disrupts our body or negative thoughts about oneself can cause the chakra to become imbalanced. And when the chakras are not balanced properly, your body doesn't work as effectively as it could, forcing some chakras to overcompensate while others are forced into submission. So when this happens, your body pays the price physically, emotionally, spiritually. Additionally, the chakras are affected with various issues we face in how we, and how we choose to deal with them. Like, so just sitting in traffic can affect our chakras, right? If we're not being protective of our energies and our boundaries. So one thing that I do every single day, and I've mentioned this a couple of times in the podcast, is every single morning before I get out of bed, I take Melaleuca and Angar, and I put it over my solar plexus. So that's right below your rib cage in the center, right between the ribs in that soft spot. You're going to put a drop of Melaleuca and a drop of Angar right there. And that helps you to create energetic boundaries from the outside world to yourself. It helps you to regulate and be in charge of what you allow in and what you allow out. And that's from people, from situations and things. So it's just something I do on a daily basis to just really support that. And just knowing that every every single aspect of our lives does affect our chakras and our energy centers. So we'll kind of talk about the seven. We'll do a quick overview here in a second. But well, let's actually dive into that right now. It's kind of a perfect time to, to talk about it. So there's seven chakras. The bottom three chakras are thought to be more of your physical chakras. Your heart chakra in the center is kind of the medium between the two. It's a little bit of both. And then your top three chakras are more spiritual, more emotional. Uh, So your first chakra is called your root chakra or your muladhara. And I'm going to go over very quickly kind of just basic information about the chakras. And then next week and the week after, I'm going to dive in to really more in depth about like how these chakras function, each one, and how you can manage them. So the root chakra is associated with survival. And its element is earth, very hard, very solid, right? 
And it's developed in the womb to 12 months. So there's um, thoughts out there that like, if you had a very traumatic birth entry into the world, that could affect your root chakra. If you didn't have a very supportive home and family, uh, you weren't sought after when you cried or needed things, that could really truly affect your survival and your safety and your security, uh, therefore affecting the strength of your root chakra. So then we go into your sacral chakra, Svadhisthana. And this is associated with emotion, sexuality, your finances, because uh, they're all tied together, really. And this element is water. So we're getting a little lighter here from that solid earth, the root chakra. And this is developed more between 6 and 24 months. You have your solar plexus is your third chakra, Manapura. And it's associated with personal power, will, self-esteem. If you think about the things that give you butterflies in your stomach make you feel anxious. Uh, I, when I have anxiety or overwhelmed feelings like that, like I feel it in my gut. Like I sometimes know that I'm stressed from my stomach before my mind catches up. And that's your solar plexus because it's that self-esteem. It's that self-doubt. It's that questioning. So if you've ever been in an emotionally abusive relationship or you had some emotional abuse at home as a child, your solar plexus is struggling because you're constantly questioning, am I good enough? Is, am I doing the right thing? Is this decision right? If you second guess everything, your solar plexus is in serious trouble. And we'll talk about next week how to, how to manage that and support that more. But this is developed more between 18 and 42 months. Your heart chakra is your fourth chakra and that's right over your heart. It's Anhata. And this is associated with love. Its element is air. So it starts to get a little lighter here, right? And it's developed between three and a half and seven years of age. So there's a really interesting correlation when you look at like psychological health and things like borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, these things that are developed around the same time frame as when your heart chakra should be formed. So if you're in a family that you don't feel supported, you don't feel loved, you don't feel that unconditional love, and you're not forming your heart chakra properly, you could be forming some of these other really impactful, damaging personality disorders. So, so they're all kind of correlated and, and these timeframes all make so much sense when you look at psychological backing of, psycholo- of disease there and then the formation of these healthy energy centers. So again, we'll dive more in. But then your next is your throat chakra located right over your throat, Vishuddha. And this is associated with communication and creativity. So our, our voice, having our voice, feeling empowered to speak and, and share what we're excited about. So when you think about kind of that, that development of like, I, I want to paint, I want to be artistic, or I want to dance, or I want to sing. And, and you, as a child, feel like you can go and do those things and you don't have the... Like, you remember putting on like... Like, I put on plays for my family when I was a kid and they were horrific. And I don't know how my parents sat through them. I'm assuming lots of wine. But <laughs> um, that, you know, you don't have that inhibition. You just feel like you can say or do whatever you want and be as creative as you want. And then we start to kind of, as we're older, like question, oh, what are people going to think of me if I do this? What is, what is their response going to be, right? So that's all your throat chakra. That's all that creativity and that ability to just be yourself. Uh, and it's an element is sound. And it's developed from 7 to 12 years old. So again, you see that correlation of like, when do we start to question 
I was just visiting my best friend and her daughter's almost 12. And, and you see that start to question like, oh, should I wear this? Is this, People are going to think this is cool. Should I do that? Oh, maybe I shouldn't still be part of that group of people because people are going to start judging me, right? So you start to question things. And it's really interesting because that all has to do with our voice and us in our throat chakra. So then you have your third eye, which is right between your eyebrows. That's your Anja chakra. And it's associated with clairvoyance, intuition, imagination. And its element is light. And this is developed through puberty. Uh, And I would pretty much confidently say that the majority of people aren't taught to trust their intuition and their gut much in that time frame. I mean, we're more told like, do the right thing, make the right decision. But you know, having that conversation with your kid of like, what is your heart telling you to do? Should like, are you making the right decision hanging out with these people? Like, right, follow your gut. What, what did you get a, a little bad feeling in your stomach before you made that poor decision? And helping them recognize that, like, recognize that intuition and that connection to the the higher beings and the divine in the world. Like, that's that's powerful and. I don't think we do that much in our society. So hopefully when I become a mom, I have the ability to portray that to my my children. I just think it's so powerful. But there's so much that can be developed there in the third eye. And I would say that I wasn't aware or cognizant of the power of my third eye probably until the last two years of my life. And, And I'm 34. So, you know, it's whatever you get there, you get there, right? Uh, And you got to do the work through the other chakras to open up these higher chakras. So your last chakra is your crown chakra. And that is Sahasara is your crown chakra. And it's associated with knowledge, transcendence, consciousness, uh, enlightenment to the higher being. Uh, And this is the element of thought. So this is very abstract, not solid, right? We go from earth to thought. And this is developed throughout life. This, this really is a lifetime journey of having that connection to your crown chakra and to a higher being. So the body is a vehicle of consciousness and the chakras are the wheels of life that carry this vehicle about. So you can see as we talked through the basics of those seven chakras, how if you can't love yourself in your solar plexus and you have no self-esteem, how can you love others in your heart chakra? So as you build up on top of one on the other, there's a lot that that has to be developed and has to be supported and has to be worked through. And that's okay because just one step in the right direction each day is going to get you closer to that, right? So when the chakras are understood, opened, and connected together, we have then bridged the gulf between matter and spirit, understanding that we ourselves are actually the rainbow bridge that connects earth and heaven once again. So we can have that divine connection in life when we find that enlightenment and we open up those energy pathways and we meditate and we work through these chakras and we do the energy work and we do the conscious awareness of the chakras and we spend the time on it. So it's believed um, when you look at kind of speaking from more of like the scientific side and we'll dive again more into it, but the, the seven chakras are located near the seven major nerve ganglia that emanate from the spinal column. Uh, they all correlate with specific parts of the endocrine system and glands. And they have specific roles within our physical health. Uh, and they're, it's pretty powerful. Uh, I have two books that I really love. And if I were to tell you to read either, you could read either and find so much information about these chakras. I recommend both. They, they come from different levels. Um, the first one I read that I... I've read many on chakras, but the first is 
the wheels of life. Uh, and it's a classic guide to the chakra system. And the second is the anatomy of the spirit. And both are incredible. I think the wheels of life gives you more of a history of it. Uh, and the anatomy of the spirit ties more into the emotional side and how these chakras do actually impact our physical health. So pretty powerful things. But the chakras are like organizational centers for our body. They receive, assimilate, and transmit life energy. What we generate determines much of what we receive. And in this way, it behooves us to work on our chakras, clean up outdated, dysfunctional, negative programming that may get in our way. So you might have been sitting here and I got to the root chakra and talked about your childhood or a traumatic birth or something. And you're like, oh, great. I'm screwed. That's, you know, I'm never going to be able to resolve this. Well, yeah, we can work through anything that's happened in our life. We can find grace and gratitude for any situation in our lives. I just got, I've gone through the, the worst seven months of my life. And I keep hearing from people, how are you doing so good? Why do you look so good? Why do you look so happy? You should be in hell right now. And it's been hard. I promise you, it's been the hardest seven months of my life. But I have gratitude for the lessons I've learned. I am giving myself grace for what I've been through and I'm working through these emotions. So we can do this. We can do this with anything in our lives, whether it's something we inflicted on ourselves, whether it's something somebody else inflicted on us, whether it's something that happened to us in childhood, like God forbid, sexual abuse, that would throw all of your chakras off, especially your sacral chakra, your sexual chakra. And it's our choice if we want to let that negative situation impact us for the rest of our lives or work through the emotions of that situation to allow that situation to actually elevate us and move us forward in our lives. So I'm not saying any of this work is easy. I'm not saying I'm not playing down anything anyone's been through. Life is hard and it throws a lot of things in our way. But uh, if you start to work through these energy centers as we'll do over the next two episodes and, and learn more about it, you'll, you'll be amazed what consciousness you can bring into your life. So I definitely recommend The Wheels of Life or The Anatomy of the Spirit. Both are amazing. If you can read both, do it. They're big. I'm not going to lie. They're both very big books, uh, and, but I couldn't put either of them down. So I hope that you enjoyed learning the basics of chakras. There's so much. I could go on for like hours here, but I'm going to come back next week and I'm going to talk to you about the um, first few chakras and then we'll wrap it up with the, the last of the chakras the following week. So I thank you so much for joining me. I am like literally through the moon excited about these three episodes. And I really hope that you guys enjoy them as much as I enjoy talking about them. So please head over, leave me a review. Let me know what you think about the podcast, what I can do. If you have anything that you want me to share on, speak on, um, any guests you want me to have on, please let me know. Send me a message over on Instagram at natural underscore wellness underscore tips. And yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this as much as I did. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe and head over to Instagram to keep up with me daily at Natural Wellness Tips. See you next week.